0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about them, Cowboys? Yeah!
0: this, Cowboys? This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters <laughs> at the Star in Frisco. stand on Elliott plowing to the goal line. Buried, sacked
2: by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the
0: touchdown. And now
3: your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Tecma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and
0: Kyle Yeomans. Edition of Talking Cowboys here on DallasCowboys.com and the various streaming websites. Welcome into the show, everybody, and glad you're with us here over the next 45 minutes. We've got a lot of fun Cowboys storylines to hit for once. There's uh, a bunch of stuff going on that the Cowboys uh, are having positive storylines this the, today. So I think that's a that's a, something we're going to hit coming up here over the next couple of minutes. But it's Kyle Yeoman's back as always, alongside. Our resident Super Bowl champion and today resident Grumpy Pants, Mr. Isaiah Stanback. We've got our Cowboys insider Rob Phillips and our professional football analyst, Mr. Hekma Harrison. Isaiah, why are you so grumpy? Or Can we just push past the grumpiness? How about this? Let's just push past it, right?
4: We're going to push past it, man. We're going to push past the, the 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 ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. I can tell you that. Sometimes things just don't go your way. <laughs> I can I can read the Essilor
0: like spot right now. Yeah, let's buddy. drop
4: let's drop the Essilor ASAP. I need some need? I need some <laughs> I need some fine tuned lenses to see past some of this yes. crap I'm dealing with.
0: <laughs> Come on, so, Heckman was good, getting though. after Isaiah before we got on the show, saying, "Oh, you gotta be ready." Well, yeah, I got, my, I got my accountability, bros. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, we keep each other accountable here in the trust tree, right, Rob? Yes, the trust it. tree.
1: absolutely, and we yeah. just got. Fun stats, boop. I mean, that should that should cheer everybody up. I'm I'm curious to see what those are.
0: Well, we're gonna hear about a couple of them from you here to start things oh, off, and okay. that's from yesterday in terms of the practice and the injury report for the Cowboys. A couple guys made it back to practice and on the field yesterday. Trayvon Diggs, uh, who of course has been dealing with the foot issue for the last couple of weeks and had a stint off of IR. And then also Cheeto Owusie made his way back to practice after spending a week on the COVID-19 list. Any updates around those guys and how did they look yesterday in practice, Rob?
1: Yeah, I did the pool report uh, for the media with Mickey Spagnuolo just because when they're a court now with the NFL and these intensive protocols, if it's an indoor practice, they got to do a pool report from in-house media. So uh, I did see Trayvon Diggs out there doing some individual drills. He wasn't on the practice report because he's still on IR, but he looked fine. Uh, so that's that's encouraging. You know, coming off the foot deal, Isaiah could speak to this, you know, see how it responds, how sore he is today, uh, because this will be this will definitely be their heaviest work of the week today so this that'll be a telling day to see kind of where he's at going into this week uh zeke did not practice he was on the cords uh with the athletic training staff so didn't sound like anything uh that that is worse coming out of the game so they're just trying to manage him for Sunday, I think, and and watching the miracle movie from Disney back in the day, I learned that if you have a bruise like that, a contusion, it you know you really can't hurt it any worse. So miracle miracle taught me that. So uh, maybe he can maybe he can be good to go for Sunday as well.
4: Is is, is that the hurt versus injured
0: right there?
1: <laughs> exactly. It's just it's just a bad bruise, right? So just fight through it. <laughs>
0: How big would that be to not have Ezekiel Elliott on the field coming up this Sunday, Isaiah, whenever it comes to to taking on the 49ers in a run defense that kind of like Cincinnati last week is a bit susceptible? Yeah, I think it's just anytime you don't have your,
4: your main guys, it hurts. right? Uh, I think regardless of what opponent you're, you're facing, uh, especially during the, the year that the Cowboys have had in terms of all the injuries they've had, in terms of not having their guys, I don't, I don't can't, aside from the first game of the season, I don't know if we've ever had, just our full roster. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think we have. So um, it's been that type of year uh, here in Dallas. And you know, had not, if Zeke was not to be there, that would just add to it. You know, Zeke not there, Martin not there. It's like, man, crap. Who the heck is who is here? <laughs> it's like, like yeah. I, it's like you know, like the key and pill present. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, we need we need him
3: there. Hackman. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is Zeke season, man. December, we want you know he's he's close to a thousand yards, and I know for a lot of people they don't care about Zeke getting a thousand yards, but I do. Uh, I want to see I want to see him get that as well, as well as Amari Cooper, who's fifty eight yards away from eclipsing a thousand. Um, but you know, it I didn't take much. You know, I didn't put much into him just doing chords yesterday. I figured you know him being a veteran guy dealing with the calf. Uh, or ham you know, it's it's probably best to to proceed with caution
0: uh, with Zeke. But we're definitely going to need him if we have a chance uh, on Sunday. That is kind of crazy looking at the stats. Zeke's just 162 yards, or excuse me, yeah. 168 yards from getting to a thousand yards. That even in a season like this is uh, is kind of crazy that he's at least that close. He could hit that in one game. I mean, he hasn't had but one. 100-yard game this year, but he can hit that. But kind of turning it back around to, to the positive storyline of having Cheeto Awuzie back on the practice field along with Trayvon Diggs. How much do you expect from Trayvon Diggs because of the time off and the fact that he is a rookie and he was going up against these top receivers. Now, he doesn't have to go up against the Julio Joneses or the Odell Beckham Juniors or uh, any of those top-notch wide receivers of the world right now. He's got the Giants, the 49ers, and he's got the Eagles, those are the top three teams that are the three teams that he's going up against and none of them have a top receiver quite like those guys. But Heckman, what do you expect out of Trayvon Diggs coming back from injury? And is it gonna be still an improved Trayvon Diggs from before he was on IR?
3: Yeah, being that he's a rookie guy dealing with a foot injury, and obviously us wanting to have a ton of longevity in his career, I would be shocked if he played on Sunday. Uh, But again, going back to something that Rob said, there's no way that they put him out there if he's at 75 percent. He's going to be 100 percent when we see Trayvon Diggs again. But hey, Kyle, don't sleep on Brandon Ayuk now. Okay, he is don't sleep <laughs> there, was a is. Made, there was a lot of disrespect
4: in that statement you made
3: Kyle a lot of disrespect I'm just saying that Ayuk is he is right up there with scary Terry and some of the receivers that we've seen before that are you know sneaky good and we may mm-hmm. Debo Samuels is not going to be in this game so there's going to be a lot uh that I think is, is going to be different but I just got the message yesterday that uh Kittle is coming back from IR for this game mm-hmm. like what? He <laughs> so, could play. It, it, yeah, he yes, could know. play. Okay, he mm. could play. So I just think that that's very interesting uh, for our defense and and what they and who they get prepared for for the 49ers. But you know, for uh, for uh, for us guys, I, I think that you know Cheeto and the group that we saw last week. That's what we should probably expect uh, to to face the Niners.
4: So heck, are you saying that if you had Brandon Ayuk on your fantasy team, you, that you would play him?
1: I think that's
3: immediately.
0: what he's saying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not, imme- yes, immediately, yes. <laughs> yeah. Rob, what do you expect out of Trayvon Diggs?
1: Well, I saw that, that Kittle, they designated him for return, just mm-hmm. like Trayvon Diggs. Uh, I guess it, for both guys, it remains to be seen if they'll be back this week. But to me, that would be – I'd love to see that matchup. Because I think Diggs is a guy you can't put – can't put a linebacker on George Kittle so I I think you know that that would be a fun matchup to see I just I just like watching Trayvon play like he we talked about it all season long he'll give up plays on you I mean he you know he has had some missteps for sure but I just like the way he competes I like the way I I love seeing him in jump ball situations because it's like watching a wide receiver play uh, because he did that at Alabama and he's got that Mm -hmm. sense for it so I just want to see him get back out there and compete because I think I think kind of what you know, Donovan Wilson and what D. Law has done in terms of physicality and setting tone. I think the way Trayvon competes uh, kind of lifts up some of the guys. You know, yeah. even though he's a young player and even though he's a rookie, I think that can boost the defense.
4: Isaiah? Yeah, I, c- I concur with what y'all said. Um, I mean, he's, he's he's competitive, and that's something that you you can't really replace. <laughs> you really can't replace somebody who goes out there and gives it their all, whether they give up big plays here and there or not um you know that you know what you're going to get from him and that's more than we can say about a lot of guys this season so uh we definitely would love to have his presence
0: now, whenever it comes to, to Brandon Ayuk versus this Cowboys defense, we're going to talk about that coming up here in this next segment, but I kind of wanted to throw out the stats for you on what he's brought to the table as a rookie receiver. Brandon Ayuk: 50 receptions, 660 yards, and four touchdowns already. All of those are team highs this year. Now, Debo Samuels missed a lot of games, and he still put up pretty great numbers. You talk about Reed and uh, guys like that who have made impacts in the throughout the, the year, but it really has been Brandon Ayuk playing very well. And Trayvon Diggs, should he come back, would probably be matched up with, uh, with Brandon Ayuk. And I think that's going to be a, a, an intriguing matchup to watch. Now, I talked about some other good storylines. And we heard yesterday from Randy Gregory. And, and Rob, I know you were a part of this, this uh, press conference. The call, I guess, is what we're calling it now. The player call with Randy Gregory. And man, I thought it was awesome. I really yeah. did. The, the way that he kind of talked about his journey back and the way that he talked about some of the, the obstacles that he had gone up against previously in his journey back to the NFL and those who helped him out along the way. Kind of tell us a, a quick synopsis of what Randy had to say yesterday and what you thought about his call and, and what he opened up about.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really cool too, Kyle. I mean, he, he was really candid about you know what he's gone through. He didn't go into detail on everything. Um, but, you know he's had so many things that he's battled in his personal life that i think a lot of people can identify with um and it's not you know saying that he's he's been suspended multiple times for substance abuse violations is just it's such scratching the surface of what he has dealt with on a day-to-day basis and and um you know he talked about you know getting help and and, and improving in, in his personal life in that regard and you, you ask anybody with the organization from you know of team officials to teammates they say he's just such a great guy and so uh, I, I think everybody is so happy to see him back and playing well you know he, he talked about how uh, he thinks it's been a pretty solid comeback so far and he understands his role coming in that number one what he's asked to do is get after the quarterback rush the passer and he thinks he's he's done pretty well in that regard but there's you know he's looking for improvement you know he's he's not like a super young guy anymore i think he's 27 28 years old uh but i think i think there's some upside there you know because he doesn't it's just been kind of like you know i I don't know it's been like gridlock traffic with him you know he's been able to get going and he built some momentum like he did in 2018 had like six and a half sacks and then he gets suspended again and, and he wasn't able to build on it. you know. It's been a year and a half. So I think looking forward to the, these last three games going into 2021, I'm really excited to see how he, how he improves as a player.
0: Hackman, hmm. whatever it comes to Randy Gregory and kind of what he's brought to the table this year, I agree with Rob. I still think there is room to grow. But he's also been a pleasant surprise just how quickly he's kind of gotten acclimated into being back in a starting lineup.
3: Yeah, I mean, I love seeing him come in in that rotation and, and what he does for us. But just piggybacking off of what Rob said, I, I love the the when I got the notes from that interview, um, just him being open and honest. And I want to credit the, the Cowboys organization uh, for sticking by this guy, man. A lot of times you find with teams, everybody, they'll just if a guy's trouble, they just throw him on the scrap heap, you know, and fortune and fame is, is a dangerous thing sometimes man, and, and guys find a, don't find a way uh, to, to handle it, uh, and, and just I'm, I'm happy that he reached out and got the help that he needed and the Cowboys organization assisted him uh, in that, but just as far as where he is as a player in our rotation, I think he's, I mean he gives us a lot of energy, he's a guy that's always going hard when he gets in there so you know what i look forward to is just his future with this organization and just some of the things that he said about getting back and you know putting his best foot foot forward every day i thought was very refreshing from a guy from a young guy that knows that these opportunities you know are far and few in between and he has
4: to take it take advantage of everyone he get isaiah uh yeah, Randy Gregory's. I'm. I'm uh, to your point, Heck, I'm glad these guys stuck with him. Um and and and, and <laughs> it's surprising. It surprised me that they stuck with him. Uh, they must. They must really believe in this dude. Uh, but he's he's definitely had an impact. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Some people's stories are a lot more in depth than others. Uh, but it's a. Uh, it's always gratifying to see people. Uh, I'm. am a big. I'm a big believer, man. And and, and being. Your, your character development coming, you know, after going through trial, you know, and, and I've had my I've had my share of ups and downs um, as as well as everybody else on this call. I'm pretty sure. And everybody's journey to, to their to their where they're trying to go, whether this is their pinnacle, whether it's something else, whatever it is, you know, everybody has their their paths and you know when you hit those speed bumps when you hit those those hurdles and you have to get over those mountaintops and those those valleys especially those valleys those low points um, and you can come out of that you're you're, you're so much better um than, than you were before and um you know for an organization to value you and to and to value that process and your development through that is everything and he, i think he's yep. been a big a big help to this team and i think everybody knowing what he's been through um it, it, he automatically walks into the locker room with a sense of respect
0: and you've been in those those NFL locker rooms, and you've been around players that have kind of had those journeys back, or the long longer journeys back. What is that perceived like from other NFL players? Is it is it more of an accountability, a brotherhood type of thing? There uh, is there ever some maybe some awkwardness with it? What what is a, a feeling like that in a locker room whenever there is a player that has struggled like that in the past, and they're starting to find a way to turn it around?
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's more so. You respect that guy, right? And you and you and you put all your energy and hope into into thinking that he's gonna that he's gonna make it through. Um, you know, you be you're there as a support system, you're there as his teammate, you're there as his brother. Um, you recognize and you identify the areas in which he struggles in, and you try to make sure you do your portion, your part to make sure that they that they don't go back that direction. Um, it's, it's not solely your responsibility, but you definitely can have an intricate part and an intricate role in it. And um, you, you, first of all, you acknowledge it, and then you help them through it. You help them through. You're there for them more than anything. You don't have to talk. It's not direct conversations all the time. Sometimes it's just being there um, and being consistent and and encouraging them and um, and letting them letting them know that you're proud of them. You know, a lot of times that doesn't come from like, from a, from you know from men one man to another, but letting yeah. let guys know like, hey man, I'm proud of you, bro. Like, hey, you've been you've been getting after it. You know, you, you overcome a lot, man. And you have you been a big big part of what you know what we're doing right now. Um, and that that alone is everything, man. It's, it's people need to understand how much of a brotherhood football is. I could, I could tell you, even as a retired guy, there's guys that I've never played with ever in life. And when I see guys and meet guys for the first time, there is an absolute mutual respect. As soon as you meet somebody, shake their hand because you know that they've been through it. You know, one of the first things, like, hey, how many years did you put in? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a little badge of mm-hmm. honor. Like, how many years did you get then? Oh, you, you got passed for, you know, for one, two, three years? Oh, shoot. All right. All right. I know. I know what you've been through then because everybody gets it. Right. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of emotional. Um. It's a lot of emotional stress. The NFL is. Everybody talks about the physical, but it's 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 hard now. It's hard. So um, hats off to him.
1: That's interesting you said that Isaiah, because as you were just talking, I was thinking about how the average Joe like me really really has no idea from just a physical standpoint what players go through, what yeah. their bodies go through, like at mm-hmm. this point of an NFL season. When most people have office jobs, but like you're saying, it goes beyond just, you know, your body getting bagged up for 17 weeks, right?
4: Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, I can only, only can speak to by myself, right? So like my time here in Dallas was not glorious because I had a ton of injuries. I came in with a foot injury uh, that was pretty doggone bad. Um, and then I sustained two shoulder surgeries back to back. And then I left with a knee surgery after a knee surgery. So I can tell you those injuries that I sustained even coming into Dallas, my foot injury I feel my foot every day. It's 30 degrees outside. my foot hurts every day. it gives out on me every day. Um, it's something that I deal with my shoulder I fell down trying to dog on ice skating, messing around about three months ago, four months ago just playing around and I fell down and that same shoulder that I hurt when I was there here in Dallas is still giving me problems every day. So understand that the stuff that you're dealing with you know that stuff carries on forever. You know, it's not just, oh, that person got through that injury. Okay, they're good. All right, move on. No, no, no. There's something in your head that you're constantly battling every single day. I'm better than this person. Or I can't go back to being that injured guy. I can't go back to that mindset. Um it's mm-hmm. it's just it's it's deep, man. It's pretty doggone deep and you're you're fighting that battle every single day, along with, you know, people who are been dealing with things like addiction and other stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot to deal with. And then you take on the stress of the NFL and how majority of the times the organizations truly don't care about you right that's kind of what it comes down to sorry if that comes across abrupt but the reality is a lot of times organizations truly don't care about you they're they're bringing guys in once a week to try to take your job and pay them less than less than what they're paying you um there's really not a whole lot of sense of loyalty in the league so there's a lot of stress and then oh by the way you're away from your family um and you're dealing with the ups and downs you're dealing with the media you're dealing with people scrutinizing you you're dealing with i mean it's it's a lot (laughs) It is a ton, um, and some of these guys can't even leave their house without somebody trying to take a picture over some over something. And you know? also, people need to understand the weight of it. And people can say, "Oh, they get paid to deal with all that." Mm, it comes with the job. You don't you don't get paid to deal with it. It just comes with the job.
1: Mm-hmm. I think you know, and to that point, like I think that's when Dak speaks out about mental wellness and. Oh heck yeah! And he's not the only one to do that. There's oh, been other man. guys throughout other sports in, in in America that have done that, and brought that kind of to the forefront how that's important i think that's that's really important one more thing about randy because uh just because you guys mentioned the loyalty that the joneses have shown, not, not, i don't know if it's loyalty but just support you know five, mm-hmm. supporting him for five years uh through all this one reason is it's it's beyond just okay he's had substance abuse um matters that have kept him off the field you know they have long thought look and 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 contended it's a it's a medical issue without getting into specifics that you know might be the basis for some of that you know and so that's it's beyond just okay he's had some problems off the field like that and and i think that that's part of the the support because he's he's a really good guy man and and it's and i you know again i keep saying this you know in a year like this you know, good stories like this. Kyle, thanks for bringing this up. I think that helps everybody
0: <laughs> a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: We could, we could it, do some it, of that.
0: It- Absolutely. And I think in a in a, in a long season like this, kind of like what Isaiah was talking about, not anywhere close to the physical toll, but there's a mental toll on everybody on a season like this, fans included. I'll throw them into it as well because it's frustrating. You want to see t- team success. You want to see your team win some football games. But even, even through all that, you can find positives in stories like this. And everybody cheers for stories like this. And a huge congratulations to Randy Gregory Absolutely. and kind of his way back. And it's something that I know a lot of people have prayed for, and uh, I mean, those have been answered this year. But uh, we've got another cool story to talk about. We're going to talk about it when we come back, but we're also going to look at how this Cowboys defense, or excuse me, how this Cowboys offense can have some success against this 49ers defense when we return here on Talking Cowboys, presented by GEICO.
2: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you varilux for super sharp vision essential blue for protection and crisol for freedom from glare three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens so whatever your needs insist on Essilor. visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you see more do more Essilor. since 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys
0: All right, here you go, Isaiah. Welcome back here to Talking Cowboys. And whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. <laughs> Essilor, as always, on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. That's the great Isaiah. Stand back. That's, what we, it. That's oh, what we needed. That's yeah. what we needed, man. Needed a bit of an uptick. You needed that, that explosion. That juice. the juice. I needed that juice. we gotta get, got to bring the juice. And then Rob Phillips, as always, Chris Beam holding down the fort back in the studio. And before we move on to this game preview, boys, I want to talk about L.P. Lattisor. Another cool story coming out this week for the Cowboys as he'll play his 251st game Jeez. for wow. the Dallas Cowboys. He's played 16 seasons. And by the way, he will become the most tenured Canadian-born player in the NFL's history with his game coming up this weekend. And he's also just.
3: Holy moly, guacamole. That is awesome.
0: He's also just two games away from finishing the year at 253. And that would tie Jason Witten for most games played in a Ooh, Cowboys uniform. Uh, so, uh, and, and, of course, there's nothing to suggest that he doesn't come back next year and break Jason Witten's record. So he's uh, he's got some milestones coming up <laughs> here this weekend against San Francisco. But LP bringing it in. LP was there when you were there, right, Isaiah? LP has been there forever. I saw him... Uh,
4: in the garage, we were coming in for a show one day. And I was like, LP, what year is this, 172nd? He was like, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's a large human being who does his job and does it well and well-respected by, by many guys that have come through this organization. So hats off to him, man. It's a good dude.
1: Just real quick, just- his, his story is just cool. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 2005, Cowboys go out to the Bay Area to play back-to-back 49ers, Raiders, and they needed, they needed a long snapper. And he's he's at Cal Berkeley. They just bring him in because he's down the street. And uh, what is it like? What did you say? I <laughs> said seventeen years later. What fifteen? Yeah, I guess sixteen years 16. later. Here he is, uh, one of the longest tenured players in Cowboys history, and he does his job as well as anybody. It's Absolutely. a singular it's a singular job, but he does it as well as anybody in the, on the entire team and in the league too. He's been at the Pro Bowl before. And I think
4: Excellent. I think after I think after that rule change too where you couldn't, you know, when Haloti Nada used to destroy, you know, long snappers, <laughs> yeah. um, after that after that rule change where they said you can't touch the long snapper now, you know, until after the ball snap, dude, I think that extended his career at least another 7 years. So I say he'll probably get about 24 year seasons in here with the Cowboys, somewhere <laughs> around there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and that's the thing about long snappers is most, I guess, if you're not a diehard Cowboys fan, you don't know who L.P. Lattisser is. You really don't. He's the long snapper for the Cowboys. If you're listening to Talking Cowboys, you probably know no, exactly who won. L.P. Yeah, Lattisor is. But that's the thing is no one knows who he is, at least name-wise, outside of the organization because he does his job so well. You don't want to know the name of the no. long snapper no. because you want that job to be such a an automatic, such a... a routine thing that you won't ever have to hear his name called and that's exactly what happens is he's been so consistent he's been somebody who consistently gets his job done at a high level and congratulations to him getting 251 coming up on sunday that's that's a lot of football games now let's look at this cowboys offense versus this san francisco defense today how how will this offense Continue a little bit of the success that they had last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm going to start with Hekma Harrison here. Mr. Hekma, I know you've looked at the tape. I know you've studied the San Francisco defense. They're a little banged up on that defensive line, and they're getting older in the secondary. But what part of this defense worries you the most matchup wise? oh man there's
3: there are a lot even with the injuries there's there's a lot of them and i I, I always i went back after i was watching the tape of of something that isaiah said in film study when we went up against cleveland and that how that wide nine position that miles garrett was causing those problems and they're gonna uh, eric armstead is going to come with that and also i believe it's uh carrie heider jr uh -hmm. at the other end as well so look man i for me First of all, man, just thinking about this, I mean, I miss Dak Prescott so much. I just got to say that. I, mean, I miss <laughs> Dak. I don't, I don't know if he ever crosses your mind. You know, I just I miss that dude. And you know, with a game like this, you you realize that. Uh, Andy Dalton is going to have to use his feet to get away from that pass rush because Javon Kinlaw, uh, the guy from South Carolina that you talked about a lot during the draft show, uh, he's he's there as well. And so he's a young guy. He's learning the ropes. But in this defense... You know, that front seven, man, these guys are really good at what they do. Some of the stunts and splits that they have uh, is amazing. The way that they create that space and just spread you out. They even outflank you. Put a bunch of guys on one side and bring that five all the way back into the A-gap. But also, uh, talking to Isaiah, pre-show about Richard Sherman. You know, Richard Sherman is a guy that's played for for 10 years in this league. And although his athletic ability may not be where it was when he started in Seattle, but it's because he's such a cerebral player. And when you watch some of the things that he does on tape, you know, in zone, in man, you could tell that he is, you know, a lot of other guys are feeding off of what he does. So I'm really intrigued about the matchup. Between he and and Amari Cooper, just you know, seeing two dogs uh, go against each other before our offense, man, it's going to be all about being balanced in the running game and also you know making those short throws that Andy Dalton can can make. But just no matter what happens, man, if adversity strike, I'm just looking for Kellen Moore to stick to that play sheet and let's not throw the ball 50 times this
4: game. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah. Yeah, I'm worried about the front seven and Corselli. Um, he um, he's aggressive. He's he's a aggressive dude. I was with him. He was a young youngster, I guess, in this coaching league uh, down in down in Jacksonville, and he's um, he's aggressive, man. That dude's aggressive. He's gonna try to he's gonna try to test us. He understands that this offensive line has been beat up. He understands that they're not in continuity yet, um, and he's gonna test that. You know, you already talked about the hecking in forms of stunts. He doesn't have his his two goons at defensive end. Obviously, those guys are both out with with yeah. ACLs. Um, but guess what? Just like we said, the DNA is the DNA, and he's going to continue to do what he does regardless of the personnel. So that's what I'm more concerned about more than anything. Not so much just individual matchups, and more so just scheme. Um, more just just like I said yesterday on the offensive side of the ball, I'm worried about their offensive scheme. So I think this is going to be an offensive coordinator versus def- defensive coordinator type of day. Um, you know, which, which Kellen Moore shows up, and can he beat can he beat the more aggressive seller. So that's it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, we talked yesterday about the 49ers running game and how it hasn't been what it was last year, but they've got the scheme that makes you worry about it, you know, and it Mm -hmm. goes all the way back to to Mike Shanahan, Kyle's dad, and what he developed there. And I think Robert Sala, his scheme, that's great coaching, you know, to still get production when you don't have D Ford, when you don't have Nick Bosa. Um, And I'm looking at Kerry Hyder in this game just because he's played here. He's their leading sack guy after yeah. being kind of just a rotation guy here. But if you go back to he's reunited with his defensive coordinator or line coach, I believe, from Detroit, where he had yeah. eight, nine sacks in a season. And you mentioned, heck, the wide nine look. You know, I get, yeah, that, that could be a problem when you put uh, your offensive tackles out in space and have to, have to you know, block yeah. those guys, whether it's, whether it's Terrence Steele. Or or Brandon Knight on the edge. Deion Jordan will get out there too. So I'm also looking yeah. for, uh, you know, Armstead inside potentially in those passing situations. Against you know maybe maybe we see Tyler Biadasz back in the starting lineup this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure of that, mm-hmm. but you know you know coming off a short week last week, they went with Joe Looney, and I just think you know he he didn't lose his job by by production uh, stamp, standpoint. It was because of injury. So I you know with three games to go, I try to get him back in the lineup and. And I think that'd be a good matchup to see. Can they, can they protect Andy Dalton and stop the turnovers? Because I think only the second time all year they didn't have a turnover last Sunday against Cincinnati. So that's huge. You know, uh, protect the football.
4: And, and, and Rob, I don't, I don't want to blow past the point that you made about the Y nines, and Heckman said it too. The Y nine technique, and for those that are listening, is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason why it's so dangerous, specifically against a team like us, when we're hurting at the tackle position, is because it literally puts these guys on an island. Um, you're yeah. talking about you're talking about defensive ends that are lining up three yards outside of their your in man on the line of scrimmage So whether that's your tackle or your tight end. Well, no matter who's out there, they're going to line up two to three yards outside of that person and then they're going to rush upfield. Well, what does that do? Well, they still have their defensive tackles in on, you know, inside in the B gap. So you're I mean, obviously so your offensive guard can't go help your guard cannot go help so what what does that do it literally puts these guys these tackles on an island about a 5 yard span where they are solely by themselves so any little mistake that they make all of a sudden it, that can turn into a potential strip sack that can turn into a fumble that can turn into a whatever you know and it just is it, a lot of bad plays can happen from that and you talk about you know not wanting to throw the ball a bunch of times well think about drop, if you throw the ball 40 times and they're playing a wide nine technique there's a lot of opportunities for something bad to happen um, at the offensive tackle
0: position well but how do you help that how do you help that, though? I'm I, Sorry, Heckman, I didn't mean to cut you off here, but I want to know, is, is it a lost cause here, or is there no. ways to, to chip blocks here? Tell everybody, tell <laughs> the coaching staff, if they're listening, if you're talking to Kellen Moore <laughs> right now, this is how you stop the wide nine, because I want to figure out a way to stop it. Yeah, there's a
4: couple. I mean, one of the best ways to stop a wide nine is run the ball. Now, the, the downside to a wide nine is you can run the ball right up inside the wide nine technique, right? So yeah, if absolutely. they're playing... Two to three yards yep. outside of your in man in your line of scrimmage. Well, guess what? Stay out there, right? I'll push you out, and all of a sudden I have a big gaping hole um, right to the inside of you. Um, and, and in a passing game, I could remember go, when I was playing for New England. We played against Indianapolis Colts, and so they they may have had a had a couple good defensive ends back then. Um, yeah, they 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 had some dudes that they, they like to spin. They like to spin a lot back in the day, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. and. And I had that we needed to help our offensive tackles because of that same thing. They were isolated, so we would yeah. bring our receivers down to a yeah. short split, um, almost like a little bit of a bunch set. Um, and then we would have to use our receivers, i.e., me, um, some of our bigger receivers, <laughs> to, get, to get a chip on that guy, right? So you have to give him a little shoulder just to bump him over onto your tackle, so that your tackle doesn't have to kick out as far and be yeah. isolated. So there's a lot of different yeah. ways in which you can help, um, and then obviously try to get your running backs. Your running backs. You know when they when they run around, when they want to run flat routes now all of a sudden your flat routes start turning into almost swing routes so you have to go up inside those guys and it almost turns into a screenplay so there's a lot of things that you can do but you have to be aware of where those guys are because they're going to be wide and they're going to be in your throwing lanes for when you're trying to throw hot.
3: Boy, you, go back, you know what? That go sound,
4: man, let me adjust your crown, King. Because
3: that, boy, that, <laughs> that—that's that. You know what you're talking about. That I mean, that—that that was good. I'm sorry. That
0: this is free so, content, ladies and gentlemen. This right is—you're not that's having good. to pay for that's this. Good. This is that's good. this is like lessons for how. This is a roadmap to how to watch the game on Sunday. That's is if it. you if they don't do what Isaiah Stanback just said, then all of a sudden <laughs> you should be angry. You should be upset. No, well, there you go. That's how you that's
3: how you attack it. But I I think for our offensive line, I want to see these guys fight. Yeah, I want to see some fight and some grit up front. All of them. I'm from 78 to 69. I got to see fight. Number 80, the bell dozer. He's a part of it as well, man. I want to see (laughs) fight. Up front, I mean, we've seen those games with you know the the, the Washington football team where we just they brought it to us now. Finally, these last three games, if there's anything to this, you know, momentum going into the offseason, we have got to establish fight with our guys. Because if you look at the NFC East, New York has won with a backup quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the Eagles have won with a rookie quarterback, offensive line, woes, all of that, right? We, that we're running out of excuses at this point. You know what the offense wants to do. Come on, fire off the ball. All of you guys be aggressive. And, man, like my grandmama used to say, boy, if one of y'all get in a fight, all y'all got to fight. So all <laughs> y'all
4: go fight on Sunday. Hey, I didn't think about that. Is any, nobody
0: in the NFC East is playing with their starting quarterbacks? No. No. No, not the ones that they started the season <laughs> 2020, with. 2020, <No>. baby. <laughs> no. No. Yeah nope that's exactly what's happening now we got to take our second break but when we come back we'll continue looking at this Cowboys offense can they run the ball can they do what Isaiah said to stop those wide nines against this San Francisco defense and it might not be with Ezekiel Elliott we'll talk about that when we come back here on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico we're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds it's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda let's take a listen
1: Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here, a new combo that's music to my ears, okay, let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper
2: time, pour it in a glass of
0: ice. Ah, music to
2: my ears and mouth, new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes
0: Back here for the final segment of Talking Cowboys, as always, here on DallasCowboys.com. And whether you're listening to Talking Cowboys or working out, or maybe even trading and setting your DraftKings fantasy lineup, you can experience audio in a whole new way with Bo's Quiet Comfort earbuds, you, the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. It's a symphony so in your here. head.
1: It's a symphony it's in your symphony head. It's symphony in my head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That needs to What's be the, the new, that's gotta be trademarked. To just, <laughs> Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds. It's a symphony, symphony in your head. In head. I mean, I think there's no better way to describe it. Whenever it comes to Heckma Harrison, also got Rob Phillips. I say stand back. I'm Kyle Yeomans here. The final five or six minutes here of the show. Mike McCarthy's press conference coming up here at ten fifteen. But. Uh, There's a lot to talk about whenever it comes to this run game, and you could talk about Ezekiel Elliott, you can talk about the growth or the non-growth of Tony Pollard this season, Either way, it's behind that offensive line, and that offensive line has been just, of course, like we talked about all season long, hindered with injuries and, and having every single different obstacle you could potentially think. But Rob, do you think there's a possibility? And I'm—we're going to assume Zeke is not playing at this point. Not assume, but this what? is the scenario. This is the scenario that I want to throw out there because just if Zeke playing, if he nothing, nothing changes. But hypothetically, if Zeke is unavailable coming up this Sunday. How much success do you think Tony Pollard and maybe even a Rico Dowdle would have at tailback for the Cowboys up against this 49ers defense?
1: Well, I, th- I think you can run against San Francisco. You watched back the Washington game, and I think McKissick got like six yards of carry against them. Mm-hmm. And, and so kind of what we talked about last, uh, last segment, there, there are some gaps you can maybe exploit. I do think... Having Zeke in this game would definitely benefit Tony Pollard more because it is that whole change of pace thing where Zeke is just a battering ram for a few downs, and then you bring in lightning, thunder lightning, all that. I think that is where Tony can really excel. Uh, But I do think there's a chance to run on on San Francisco. The question I have, I think they're going to need to because I wonder – you know, you watch and I've watched a lot of their their tape, but they don't have many busts in the secondary and they don't give you much in the passing yeah. game and, and it seems like they, they play zone with Verrett and with Richard Sherman. So I wonder, you know, are they gonna sit back and, and not let Andy Dalton really get the ball down the field even if he even if he wants to. Uh and, and so do you really need to run in this game to, to, to open up some potential chunk plays for your offense?
4: Heckma.
3: Yeah, I have always been that person that was opposed to taking the ball out of Zeke's hands. But 2020 has shown me that he needs a Tony Pollard. And I like the change-up uh, that the Cowboys present with these, this two-headed monster backfield. And, and like you said, Rob, it is a change of pace. And it's going to be needed uh, in this game. I, I For me, I, I think Zeke, it, it, his pass protection is what we need more than anything. Because teams mm. I've found... They will line those linebackers up in the A-gap and, you know, bring pressure. And Zeke is better than a lot of running backs at nullifying linebackers and so uh, and, and really just not a lot of film out there on Tony Pollard being able to do it so that would be the worry for me if Zeke didn't play uh, but you're right Rob just having that change of pace is going to be good for us and you know just relating it to the Washington football team and even the Buffalo Bills they were able to have success uh, and like ninety ninety six 96 yards worth of success but even in that that just provides that balance that you'll need to bring them out of that zone and get some chunk p- plays, maybe in the passing game, where they're waiting on you in that running game.
1: And sometimes I think teams, the Cowboys have caught uh, defenses in a different look where the, they bring in TP and the box isn't as loaded, and it's and it's a favorable run look, and he's been able to exploit it. So you know there may be a, there may be a situation like that Sunday.
4: Isaiah. Yeah, this is a perfect defense for, for Tony Pollard. So, obviously, you want Zeke. Um, to the very point that Heckman brought up, uh, I don't think most people recognize how important Zeke is to this team, even when he's not running as effectively as we would like. He is probably in the conversation, I would definitely say, top three running backs for blocking running backs in this league. He blocks the mess out of linebackers. And for the times that we can't run the ball and we have to pass the ball, guess who else is playing a big part in allowing uh, Andy Dalton to sit back there and throw this thing? Zeke, um, it's not just the offensive line, which we always talk about. Um, but Tony Pollard, he's 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 made perfect for this for this particular defensive scheme they're going to be facing, especially with those wide nines, because you you do have an opportunity to get up inside those defensive ends and get on the second level quick. And when you get to the second level, you actually have somebody who's helping you because you have these offensive guards now that are going to be freed up to go up and block linebackers. So big play opportunities are definitely on the um, on the horizon. I mean, if Tony Pollard is just that guy, then I think he's going to be just as effective if if he was a number two back or as a number one back. I think he's going to have the same opportunities presented to him.
0: And whenever you go up against those wide nines and you look at the film it's going to be a big day for Connor Williams... And for Connor McGovern, those Connor Bros, Connor as Isaiah bros. likes to call it, those this is a big day for those guys so trying Bush to get upfields and find a way into the second level and to Butch. find some linebackers. I think that's going to be uh, a big key to the success of running the football coming up on Sunday against San Francisco. I'm going to push right past this because I didn't hear what Rob said, and I can just hear my giggling in the background. And we've got to go because I've got to interview Steven here in a, a couple minutes. So. Oh, so, oh, okay. so Oh, oh, big time, bro,
1: so oh, big time, name dropping, name
0: dropping So, if you have any questions, what? send them in. <laughs>
2: Just any by the big way. Big so, again. That's
0: going to do it for Talking Cowboys, for Heckma Harrison, for Isaiah Stanback, for Rob Phillips, and for Chris <laughs> being back in studio. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow for Say I With Your Chest it. Friday on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas
1: Cowboys Football Club. How
4: about you, Cowboys? Yeah.